No, not really. You are a fat piece of shit. You're listening to Epic Cheat Day with your host, Derek Strong. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly... Guys, welcome to another edition of Epic Cheat Day. I'm your host, Derek Strong. Fucking new episode, episode 15. Title of this one is going to be called The McRib is Back, and so am I. McRib is back, baby. That's what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. And you know what? Shout out to my boy, Canute, because I'm using his equipment right now to record this uh, for fear of catching the Rona again. Yeah, I had the fucking Rona, guys. It's not fun. Here's what happens. So you get really depressed because you can't smell or taste shit, and then you also have a flu on top of it. It's fucking amazing. You guys should not be fucking licking each other's faces right now. It's a bad move, okay? Don't do it. So I had the Rona, uh, put on a shit ton of weight, but who hasn't? Am I right or am I right? God, this is going to be a fucking weird episode. So Canute actually alerted me to something that I was doing before in the podcast. I'm like, no, I wasn't doing that. And he said that I was offering advice. And then when I listened to the episodes, I'm like, holy shit, that's exactly what it sounds like. And I am not a person to listen to for advice about fucking anything so I'm going to keep those episodes. Those are going to be the old Epic Cheat Day podcast. This is going to be the new and current Epic Cheat Day podcast. Um, what am I going to do differently? I don't know. I know that I'm going to spin off uh, Derek Strong Watches Chick Flicks. I'm going to actually make that a video show that I'm going to do. So that's not going to be part of the podcast anymore. Um, I might do other segments, but I don't think so. Fuck it. It's going to be about me ranting and picking a subject and using that as my leaping off point. So today's an episode all about the fucking McRib and what I've been doing for the past couple of months. God, it's been more than a couple of months. The last episode came out in May. So that's almost fucking six months without me. You know, all all 60 of my fucking listeners. Uh, uh, it was more than that. But, you know, I'm trying to be humble. Um, yeah. And we have a cat in here and that is going to go on the podcast too. Knut's cat is name. Her name is Eli and she looks like she has Maine Coon in her. I know about cat breeds. Okay. I'm not saying something racist. The breed of cat is Maine Coon. Look them up. They're lovely cats. They have a lot of fur. So Epic Cheat Day podcast. Uh, dude, McRib is back. It's more expensive than before. Guess what? I didn't have one McRib today. No, no, I had two. I had two McRibs and I made them strong style. What's a strong style McRib? It's when you get bacon, cheese, and mayo on it. And you know what? Not worth the money or calories, I'll be honest with you. The, the cheese and mayo actually adds something, but you lose all semblance of the bacon. Still, I knocked two of those down. Uh, altogether, it was for about 1,200 calories. Um, and, uh, not a good idea at age 42 and a half years old. Probably not something I should be doing a lot. Glad I did it though. So, you know, I mean, it's the start of McRib season, you know, in fashion, they have start of fashion week starts a season or something like that. I don't know anything about fashion. I wear a t-shirt and jeans. It looks like fucking, I don't know, a 12 year old boy who's never going to get laid dressed me because, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I am on the inside. Um, uh, we are going to be all over the place with this because I'm not used to doing it, guys. I'm not. It's been so long since I've been doing it. Knut's actually smiling, but he's smiling because uh, it, 
He's getting dick pics. Uh, he actually has a subscription service that just sends him a random dick pic every single day. Dude, that's an idea. I'm telling you, that's an idea. We On Epic Cheat Day, on the podcast, hosted by Derek Strong, that's me, you fucking pieces of garbage. <laughs> First of all, two things happen today. Number one, it's going to be the app, that the, the dick pic subscription app that me and Canute are going to invent in this house, guys. All right, you're looking at the next Zuckerberg and whoever the fucking other guy was, uh, Spider-Man in the movie, um, fucking played whatever that guy's name was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The dick pic app. That started here, and my loyal fans are going to be called fucking pieces of garbage from now on. We're not going to call you that. I love you guys. I want to make out with you. I'm in monk mode. I'm in full-on monk mode. I have no testosterone left. This is what happens at 43 when you've chronically masturbated. I don't want to. No, we're not going to get dirty like that. Fuck that. Scratch all that. But still, I am in monk mode. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's weird. And it's like it's. I don't know. We're going to leave that for another fucking episode. I'm going to go into that in further detail. Monk mode. Uh, you know what the worst part is? I have options right now. I have fucking options on the table, and I am choosing not to pursue uh, for, uh, I have a reason, I had a reason, I don't know, it's just, it's it's so much fucking effort, you guys love fucking, that's what it is, like, this generation is just the most fucked fucking generation ever, you guys, are the, are, you guys should be generation fuck, okay, with all of your fuck apps and your freely available porn, and good for you, and Mazel Tov, I'm not trying to slut and or kink shame you. That's amazing. But uh, me, man, I just, I, it's so much effort. Patrice O'Neill has a great bit about it where he's just like, you know, I mean, I, if, I, if I have sex with somebody, it's just so I could have a better time jerking off about it later. That's his bit. That's not mine. And, of course, that's funny And because uh, Patrice O'Neill is a fucking legend. But yeah, it's just it's so much fucking effort and work. You're like, oh, but you could just ripe swipe. Dude, I'm four I'm almost forty-three years old. If you see what the options are for people in my age group, it's fucking terrible out there. It is, okay? All right. Especially if you live a fucking pseudo bohemian lifestyle like I do. Um this is fun. Man, this feels good doing this shit. I'm liking I'm enjoying every second of this. I don't know how long we've been on here for right now, but uh yeah, I think, how long should the episodes be? Can it, what, 20 minutes? 30? 30 minutes of me just talking. This first one is just going to be me talking right now. That's what it's going to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Had the Rona for a couple of weeks. Uh, no longer working at the company I was working for before, and at the risk of naming names, I'm not going to name it. It rhymes with Fool Moscow. Uh, which was stupid. That was pretty obvious, but I no longer work with them. I will be starting a job at one of their competitors very, very soon. Uh, they actually pay more money, and uh, it's a better position. La, 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 la. Uh, I liked working at Jewel. Jewel was a fun job. It was a fun place. I The shit that I have seen working and, and experienced working I just said Jewel. Fuck it. I said Jewel, but I'm not going to say anything disparaging about Jewel. It's a fucking, you know, it's a retail job. If you've worked retail, it's a retail job. But, like, man, not to go into specifics, but, like, working overnight 
as the only cashier in the fucking store at Jewel Osco, the shit that I've experienced and seen. I met two of my favorite people in my life right now uh, at that Jewel. And, uh, and consequently, one of them, I actually introduced them to the current person that they're with. And they're having a great old relationship. And you know what? I'm taking partial credit. I'm taking partial credit for somebody else's love. Uh, and I deservedly. Uh, anyway, so that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, Jewel, f- fuck, man. <laughs> Jesus, like it, it was a, it was fun. It was a good time. It was a good experience. It, uh, you know, it wasn't a mentally taxing job. That's how I judge work. I don't judge work by how much I get paid anymore. I judge work by how mentally taxing it, it is. And when it comes to a day job, I want it to be the least mentally taxing work possible. I want to go there, I want to turn my brain off, and I want to turn my brain on when I leave. And, you know, I mean, Jewel, I mean, to be honest, I was engaged a lot more than I wanted to be. You know, I've had more conversations with cops than I've ever had or wanted to in my life. Um, I've taken down thieves. I did that a couple of times with a group, of course. I've done it by myself. Wait, three times. No, two times. Two times, and then one guy just got out of the store, but I didn't actually have to get physical with him. Uh, so that was fun. Had two weapons drawn on me. Found a bullet. Found a live round of ammunition. Uh, and I was dumb enough to touch it before calling the cops. Uh, don't do that. That's not a good thing to do. Uh, it was an experience, man. Fucking... I, in terms of retail, like I thought working Best Buy three uh, Black Fridays in a row in Queens, New York, I thought that was the craziest shit I would see. And no, 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 it was nowhere near close to being the cra- craziest shit I've seen was Jewel Osco and uh, working as a cashier. I said I wasn't going to name names, but again, it's, you know, it's. It's a 24-hour grocery. It's not 24-hour anymore. Thank God. It's a 24-hour grocery store. So, yeah, if after hours, you're going to see some shit, and you're going to experience some shit. You know what was cool, though? I had a few drop-ins from a lot of members of the Chicago comedy scene would come by, and they'd hang out with me for a little bit, which was always awesome. It's always awesome uh, to see them. That was always that was cool, you know, because right in the neighborhood. Um yeah, but moving on with my life, I'm not even going to say bigger and better. Look, I'm going to tell you guys 100% my focus is going to be on a comedy or an adjacent career, you know? And for anybody who listens to this and like this, oh, well, I don't see him go out and grind hard. You're going to see me grind hard, motherfuckers. I don't want to say that because when people say shit like that, they don't follow through. I'm just, I'm not going to talk up what I'm going to do. I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to do comedy. I'm going to focus on comedy. You know, I tried really, I tried valiantly to try to focus on a day job. A couple years ago, I was assistant store manager at CVS. And, uh, yeah, it's like I, I, made, I needed that experience to know that if I wanted to do that, I could do it. But I also know that doing that, I would be an alcoholic and I would kill myself within five years. Okay. So if I have to live cheap and eat more ramen than I would normally want to, uh, in order to pursue this other thing, then I'm going to pursue the other thing, okay? I'm just, that's what I'm going to fucking do. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do some little video bullshit, and I'm going to do comedy. I want to work as remote as possible. 
so I do comedy in other places than Chicago. Not that Chicago wasn't fucking wonderful. And of course, we're talking about a hypothetical future where shit is back to normal. God only knows if that's going to fucking happen. Who knows? Who knows if that's going to happen? Um, I'm actually trying to look at the timestamp over here. Oh, wow. I've been yammering to you fucks right now for like 12 minutes. And I still got other shit to talk about. Uh, fuck it. Yeah, let's talk about the Rona a little bit. I told you guys a little bit about it before. Did not. By the way, to you fucking people who's just like, oh, well, you were doing comedy. I didn't get it from doing comedy. Okay. I didn't get it from doing comedy. I got it because I was in contact with a friend who got it uh, from stuff that they were doing in their life. Okay, that's how that fucking worked. Um, also, when I tested, I tested negative for it, but twice I tested negative twice for it. And they told me at the testing place, I was just like, yeah, but I have all the symptoms. They're like, yeah, these tests aren't that accurate. So good for them. So glad I waited online for a test. that was fucking pointless or worthless. Uh, yeah, it um, it affected me for a couple of weeks. Uh, the, here's the thing though. It's like, I didn't know that uh, you weren't contagious after the lingering after effects. So I ended up staying out of work for longer than, than need be because they, they told me at work not to come back unless I am symptom free. And, uh, apparently it's like, there's, you know, the symptoms linger longer than, uh, the actual virus is there for. So. Yeah, I had some issues with breathing though. That was that was kind of weird, but those are gone now. Those those have subsided. My smell and taste have come back. Uh, cognitive function was a little weird too, but I think that was attributed primarily to the fact that taste and smell were 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 fairly low. Um, you know, because that, that those are contributors. I mean, those, fuck, those are two senses. You know, two out of five potentially six senses that are. Uh, not working. So, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, smell in particular is one that people take for granted, but it's also one that's almost directly linked with memory. The, the links between smell and memory are fucking astounding. Like, I spent those two weeks feeling like I was a ghost. That was the best way to describe it. I did not feel like I was interacting or a part of the world at all. You know, I, I made sure, like, I, you know, I stayed away from everybody. I stayed home most of the time. Put on, that's where I put on the bulk of my weight, and I would go to the groceries. I would go to uh, the grocery store at 6 o'clock in the morning right when they opened, and there was the least amount of customers. Um, you know, I wasn't a big mask in public guy. Now I wear a mask in public all the time. Um, you know, just be – and, it, again, the mask is for other people. It isn't for me, you know, but it's just like I got conditioned to wearing it. It's like, oh, okay, you know, like, this isn't that bad, so fuck it. Why not do it? Uh, yeah, so that was that comedy did some comedy in the last six months. Uh, it was weird. It was weird. I have friends who are comics who are like, oh, my God, it's the greatest time for comedy. No, it fucking wasn't. It wasn't the greatest time for comedy. It was a reminder at every single fucking park truck, uh, weirdly designed show for social distancing that the world's kind of fucked right now, okay? So, you know, it's like, was there jokes to be had? Yes. Was there good times to be had? Absolutely. But I met a couple of new guys on the scene that were just started out during this shit, and it's like, it's like my hat's off to you, but man, if it took you this long to pull the trigger on doing this, you should have just waited a little bit longer. Like, wait till it comes back. I, I don't know how. Like, comedy is a tough thing to wrap your head around for the first six months. 
when there is an end of the world scenario at play, I can't imagine like just starting out while this shit is going. Maybe that was the impetus for some of them to do it. Maybe they're like, okay, well, this is like last licks. You know, maybe the world's at its end. I got to get my shit in there and good for them. And look, guys, like mo- the mics that I went to, the shows that I went to, they were they were pretty decent about, you know, about maintaining, you know, a lot of the rules that we have now. And the second and that's the other thing I give this scene a lot of credit for the second multiple people started saying that they were catching it. Everything shut down, you know, and I'm not knocking. And by the way, people who knock Zoom comedy go fuck yourself it's not stop looking thinking of it as stand-up it's a different thing entirely watch a zoom show it's like yeah they're doing it like it's stand-up but it's a different thing and i think you know it's in all fairness it's probably going to be a form that sticks around for longer than this virus is there for you know um give it a shot i know people who are doing it and like it's like it's like with improv it's like if you see bad improv or if, or any performance or you see performance where it's just like it's it's you could tell it's an awkward situation for the person and they're, you know, distracted by it and they're really trying their best maybe, but it's, it's not really like translating, you know, I mean, come on, how many shitty open mics have you sat through for the comics and for the non-comics? Please, when comedy opens up, sit through a couple of open. If you're a fan of comedy, you need to do your due diligence and sit through maybe three open mics. I think every comedy every comedy fan should sit through at least three open mics. If you're a real fan of comedy, because you're seeing, you need to see that aspect of it. You need to see the the creation process, not in just the actual material, but in the character. I'm giving advice again. I shouldn't be giving that advice. Fuck myself for doing that. Uh, that's what I would. That's what I would have liked to have done before doing comedy. Okay, I'll put it. I'll phrase it like that. Anyway, where was I? So, yeah, like maybe that's what the the thing was. So, yeah, it's like with Zoom. Like when you see Zoom comedy done well, it's funny. It's good. You know, it's good. You know, um, and I know people that are doing it. And now here here's the thing about this. though, and this is something that really, really is beneficial. I for for people who are doing it and for people who are thinking about doing it, you make connections everywhere. And part of doing comedy is connections okay part of performing is connections and you make connections everywhere in other cities and other places and other parts of the fucking world okay 24 hours a day you could get on a show right now all right so you could do that or not get on a show you could get on a mic at the very least in a show and guess what some of them are paying i know somebody who got paid very good money consistently doing zoom comedy and on top of that they were they were uh, hit up by the people running the the shows they were hit up by them to say listen when things open up come down to the club we'll give you a spot okay come down to the bar we'll give you a spot and that happens and it's just like with regular comedy. It's like with anything. Yeah, you got to be good. You got to be good at doing it in order to get those opportunities uh, offered to you. But you can do it. You know, I'm just saying don't shit on Zoom comedy. And for the people who are like this, comedy, people shouldn't be doing comedy right now. People, sh- and that, if that's the case, people shouldn't be shopping for groceries either. You know, people shouldn't be doing anything out in public right now either. Okay. Yeah, is it uh, like it's it, it, is it more susceptible to spread if there's a gathering of people? If you saw the way the mics were, you know, it wasn't that was that large a gathering. If you saw the way the shows were handled when there were more people than that, they were handled pretty well. 
you know, as well as can be considered. And guess what? The the only time things spiked was not when it spiked for the comedy community, but when it spiked in the world in general. So, you know, just God, people argue over fucking anything, anything. Oh, my God. What was that documentary? The the. Social dilemma. Thank you. Can you do exactly what I was talking about? Social dilemma. God, how eye-opening was that? Like, I definitely scaled down the amount I use social media after that. That was fucking, whew. I mean, and, and you know what? It was shit most people I know knew, and I knew, but man, the way they were able to just like, they the, the way they the way they organize their information on that fucking thing, and the way they they really compartmentalized it and. Like and and illustrated it with the actors. Like I was just like, oh, okay, they're trying to. They did. They are very effective at getting this message across. And you know, I mean, it was no big surprise to people. But man, seeing it like that, Jesus, that was something. Uh, guys, see it. You know, just see it. Just do do yourself a favor. See it. We. You know, the problem with comedy and being a comedian and you know being a content generator in general. Um, is that, you know, we have to use these mediums. We have, there's no way to do it old school. I remember the first open mic I ever went to was in Philly and uh, at Ferdy's. And my God, the way they do things in Philly for comedy. Whoo, whoo. <laughs> I would love to see somebody try that shit here in Chicago where they do sort of, but it's like, it's they're they're actually it's kind of more of a dickish thing the way they do it in Chicago than the way the way they do it in Philly, but uh, in terms of how they set up uh, how they organize the mic like in, so Chicago uh, so I, I'm totally sidetracked right now. So the way it works in Chicago is you go to an open mic and there's two ways that they figure out the order of the list. Okay. You either sign, you can either sign up online. Some of them have online signups and then it's the order of the online signups. I think the way that Sarah Manning did it probably was to be honest, when she ran her mic was the best where she had part online, part in person. And she alternated like every third comic was an online sign up. Like I thought that was a really good idea. Um, anyway, so the way it works here in Chicago is you come to an open mic, you put your name on the list, first come, first serve. Um, and then if you're friends with people, you could bump them in and you could give them a spot that's earlier. Uh, you know, don't be a dick about it. Um, you know, and then that's kind of how it works, you know. Uh, and then the other way is you put your name into a hat or a ball, how they do it at a comedy bar. Excuse me. <coughs> And, um, yeah, they pick your name randomly. It's random draw, and that's the order that it comes out, okay? In Philly, they have at Fergie's and at, um, God, what was the name of the other one? Uh, Raven, at Raven Lounge. The way they do it is they have not one, but they have two open mics. The first open mic, you have to, in order to get on either of them, you have to get to the first one. So you have to be there before the first one. You give them your name, right? The whoever's running the mic, they figure out the order of the mic. So it doesn't matter when you get there. They're going to figure it out. If they like you or they see that you're doing well, they'll put you up higher on the list. Needless to say, when I first started out in Philly, I was either second to last or lasted every single time. And if you're a new comic, they put you on the second list. The first list is kind of like a showcase for all of the established comics there. 
So they get first dibs, and then, you know, for the second mic, yeah, that's the way that works. Thank you, Canute. Canute has he has fashioned me with an air. Where did you get this airline bottle of Dasani? This is oh, okay. So this is literally airline water. Canute just came back from Denver. Uh, his his fucking he could use his fucking Ventra card. Ventra is by the way for my non Chicago listeners, all two of you. Uh, Ventra is our Metro card over here. Uh, the Metro card equivalent. Anyway, you could you you. I think it's cheaper to fucking to to fly to anywhere right now than it is to take a bus. Go ahead. Fly to LA round trip. It's like 68 bucks. It's insane right now. Like I have a friend who's a flight attendant and she told me like the flights, there's like four people on there. Like it's fucking, ugly. how many people are on your flight? Canute? I don't know, yeah. But out of how many, like, Seven yeah. So that's uh, a third of the plane was filled. Um, let's see here. So, yeah, what were we talking about? So, yeah, that's how they do it in Philly. So suffice it to say, you know, they want you to pay your dues there. I get it, and I get why they work like that. But, like, I would just be fascinated to see something like that happen in Chicago where it's, you know, the shows de- the shows definitely work like that here. But um, anyway, what was the original thing that I was – why I brought that up? Oh, so, yeah, the very first time I did my first open mic at Fergie's, one of the conversations I got with one of the comics – uh, he was just like, yeah, so uh, what's your Facebook or whatever? I was like, oh, I don't have Facebook. He's like, okay, uh, right now, download Facebook immediately and install it. You absolutely need it uh, just to be a comedian nowadays. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. Um, and that's why social media is important for us anyway. I know like maybe five people right now who just have either fully deactivated all their accounts or deleted them. So, uh, just something to think about, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, Canute. Do you think the fucking world's coming to an end or what? That it is coming to the end or <laughs> that was a pretty open ended hopeful. Yeah, the the quarterback thing later. Oh yeah, I, I think that's it, but I, I like I have a feeling like this is like the first of five things that's gonna happen oh, to us. Sure. Yeah, this is like you know, it's like the, the the seals or whatever, whatever the Bible thing is. Like, I don't know if it's going to be exactly that, but I have a feeling like there's, there's going to be, there's tribulations afoot and good. We need it. We're fucking, we are not humble as a species at all. You know, when people talk, well, dolphins are smart. Yeah. And they fucking dolphins. They, they know where to fucking stay. They stay, they stay in their own place and they're fucking not in the most invasive species that has ever walked on the fucking planet. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. We are fucked up. We are fucked up as a species. And no, this is a pro. I, man, I'm going to be dead long before there is any real significant change in this world. I just am. Oh, by the way, I just want to throw this out there. This is me being a fucking dick. But I want all everybody I know did a hashtag Black Lives Matter BLM fucking post. All right. Anybody who was just like worried or like, like, oh, is it a trend? Go to one of those. Go to one of their pages right now and see if they've been posting that shit lately. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fuck. I feel like the people who are posting that the most are the probably your most racist friends. I really do. I really do. I think they're that or they're fucking trend followers or whatever. If you're about that fucking life, uh, then, then and it, you actually care about everybody. You know, me, I'm a speciesist. I'll be 100% honest with you. I think, I think humans above everything, everything else is food. 
Like it's or potentially food. You know, I love cats and dogs. But if I was in a country that was selling fucking serving cats and dogs, I would I would eat the shit out. Of course I would. It's a new experience. I would. Why the fuck not? That that animal is being bred for the consumption of people. It's not like Eli over here is being fucking snatched out of her litter box and filleted. That's not the way that works. There's a particular breed of dog they serve in Korea, for example. It is. I talk, I talked to um uh what's his name um, fuck. Oh God. Anyway, there's there's two actually two kind. There. Now I'm not, I'm not gonna put their business out there. Anyway, there's a comic on the scene who lived in korea and he told me that there's a particular breed that they use for a dog for their for their dog meat and uh i of course i would i would seek it out you know we're one of the only countries on the planet that doesn't eat horse i have a feeling i actually went over this in an earlier podcast but it needs to be stressed why the fuck not horse is going to be delicious lean do you see what horses eat it's lean meat it's lean, grass-eating meat. It's going to be fucking delicious. I'm sure horse is delicious. I know it is. You go to Canada right now, you get some fucking horse. They got a horse in Canada. You can buy a horse in Canada right now. You know, why don't you? Why? Because they're majestic. A cow is majestic. All right? It's a, maje- it's a beautiful animal. But you know what? It's, it's, it's even more beautiful on a bun. I'm a speciesist, Okay. If I can talk to you and you can talk to me and the worst thing that we need is a fucking translator, then you know what? Uh, uh, you and I are the same. That's the way I look at it. You know, I don't need a hashtag for that, though. You know, I like the cause. Though. I'm high. I just hope that there more came from it than, you know, and I, th- I think that, that that hashtag came out at a bad time, you know, and that's the fu- that's the big problem of it. And hopefully there is major police reform. And no, none of this whole like defund the police. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, listen. If you if you really actually thought about that, um, this is my belief. Whatever. I mean, you're listening to my podcast. We obviously give a shit what I believe. I just think people are idiots if they don't realize how much the cops actually help them, you know, in their lives. There's one person, by the way, who listens to this podcast. They had a very bad experience with the cops, so I get why they, in particular, have an issue with them, with cops. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah, I've seen cops do some pretty heinous shit, too. But I think that I've seen everybody of everything do pretty heinous shit in my life. I've had an interesting life. I don't know. Guys, hit me up. Epic Cheat Day Podcast at Gmail. Epic Cheat Day Podcast. Instagram, Epicite Podcast, at Facebook, uh, YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to continue doing the YouTube thing because it's a pain in the ass to do. Um, I'm going to do YouTube, but I'm just going to make that a separate channel entirely uh, just for rants and talking about chick flicks. But, yeah, hit me up there. Let me know what kind of content you want to do. Yes, I am going to have guests. I get it. You don't want to listen to me yammer every single fucking week. I am going to have guests. Canute is probably going to be one of them at some point. Swear to God, I'm getting you on this fucking podcast. Ricardo too. Fucking Raza too. I, even though Raza is very anti-podcast. Ricardo isn't anti-podcast. He's anti-my podcast. That's fucked up. One of my closer, closest friends in the comedy community uh, just, just will never listen to my podcast. He's going to be on it, though, at some point. Um... You know, Knut's already, he's practically on it right now. This is fucking, again, his equipment. 
Where are we at? We are past the 30 minute mark. I'm going to bid you guys adieu. Yes, I said bid you guys adieu. Uh, be on the lookout for Derek Strong watches Chick Flicks, the video version. Um, and uh, we're going to look forward to doing comedy and take care and have a beautiful, wonderful night. Mike, we're good.